On Sex Positive Me, we explore all aspects of sex and relationships, ranging from fetishes and BDSM to ethical non-monogamy and LGBTQ issues. Sex Positive Me destigmatizes sexual practices and relationships while reconciling reality with myth and misconceptions. Our goal is to educate, entertain, and be advocates of sexual freedom. And now here's your hosts, Angelique and John Luna. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sex Positive Me. This is your hostess with the mostest, Miss Angelique Luna, all alone in the studio by myself. John is off saving the world uh, at the moment. Right, babe? But, but, but here remotely, but I am so proud. It means you paid attention every time I set up all the equipment because it sounds great. So <laughs> the Virgo tech skills have rubbed off on you. I'm so proud of you. This Libra's not taking credit for Virgo tech skills. Hell no, okay? The brand has to survive, man. It's feast or famine here. <laughs> if not, I sink. It's a, As many of you know, this week has been a sinking moment for me because I've gone solo and rogue a couple of times and has, hasn't drove John totally insane yet. Just just because I haven't listened to a lot. But I always I, I, I always send you, again, positive vibes. I, I, I believe in you. I support you. And whatever it is you want to do, I'm there to back you up. Then occasionally Aww. steer the ship away from the rocks. <laughs> Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> so it's May. What is May about? Masturbation. We're celebrating it. So I thought I was going to kick it off with a really fun topic, spiritual masturbation. I'd like to welcome our hostess with the mostest because I love her title, Miss Josephine Bashout, who is the Pussy Priestess. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, good to be here. <laughs> Tell us a lot about yourself, not a little, a lot. And I know you were going to walk us through one of your energy-filled meditations. I'm not going to walk you through it. I'm going to I'm going to just uh activate you and turn you on so you can just let yourself up through that meditation. Oh. So yes, I will be doing an a uh, tantric breathwork meditation, a brief one that's going to be called the Bridge to Bliss Ooh. to help you all access your inner sexual energy and bliss. And that is a part of the work that I do. As you said, I'm known as the Pussy Priestess for my work in sexuality, specifically divine feminine and sex positive and sexual wellness. So removing shame and blame and guilt and fear around our sexual expression so that we can be fully integrated, fully expressed, fully embodied, alive erotic beings in our life. <laughs> So fabulous. And also you forgot sex magic. That was like, Ooh, I want to know about that. That's a big too. piece. Yes, that is. That's a really big piece. Yeah. We're going to be exploring more of the magical masturbation and sex magic in ways that I'm sure we'll discuss of how to manifest or create whatever word you prefer your life and your dreams and your desires using your sexual life energy 
through self-pleasure, through masturbation. And this is the month of May, which is a great month for masturbation and conversations around it. And this work is really special for me because I come from a background of sex magic and healing and priestesses from the Middle East. I'm Egyptian and Lebanese. So my background is a direct descendant from, I would say, the priestess in the sex temples in the Middle Eastern times. And so I carry this deep magic and wisdom that I'm so excited to share with everyone and how to cultivate more love, money, passion, desire through the avenue of our sexual energy and through our sexuality as a healing and creative force and energy in our life. That is so awesome there. I'm just curious, was this like passed down through families or was it like you discovered it afterwards? It was like kind of taboo to talk about. Great question. Yeah, that's a really great question. So it's always been a bit taboo within the lineage line. However, Uh my grandmother was um, a a priestess and she was one who was taking care of people within the town and she would do channeled readings and she would um, host council and couple councils. And my mom was also exploring some of the world within the sexuality and the healing arts space as well. So this is something that has come down within the feminine line on my side as well. And it wasn't something that I really understood or dived more deeply into until I started on my own healing journey and path, specifically working with plant medicines when things were shown to me very clearly. And I was able to understand more deeply, not just from a mythological perspective, Mm -hmm. but from an ancestry perspective where I have these deep roots. Fabulous. Yeah. Because, um, I'm like spiritual on the Mexican side, but my family never talked about it. So I kind of like got thrown into it by, you know, the dead just came and started talking to me. And it's like, this is what you need to do. And I'm like, really? I, I, I didn't see that. And then when I go back through my family history and looking at certain things that my family did, I'm like, oh, so it was kind of privilege for some people and then just kind of use it to abuse the power. And I'm like, no, it's like, we got to share, we got to share the healing and show people to be empowered and not manipulate. Yeah. And it was the same back in the Middle East. It was only the, the, the elite or the privileged people would get access to, let's say like the, the priest or the priestesses who mm-hmm. or channels, right. And oracles, I believe our pussy is an oracle yes. and uh, the sexuality is. And so it's like having privilege to those um, oracles for, you know, how to rule the kingdom or how to predict, you know, what is going to happen and then being able to actually dismantle that from the patriarchal society in any way of keeping it to just the ruling perspective and actually then sharing that to the greater world who needs it and, and everybody, right? So that I think is a really shared place and also a really mm-hmm. important piece as well is this information and this type of work was something that was more covenant and it was something that was hidden and kept more for the elite. And so it's beautiful that in the modern day, there's women and men who are carrying these types of information as teachers and, you know, priests and priestesses and sage and shamans that are coming out still and doing this work, even though it's conceived as too woo-woo or spiritual or can be unconventional. It's like, okay, but back then this was like, this was a huge piece and component into how they would strategize or organize their kingdoms and the courts and the community for the betterment of everyone, although it wasn't always spoken about. Wow. 
it's like it has changed isn't it honey you you're you're the skeptic of the woo woo yes i i am the skeptic um we always say that um she's the molder on the scully but um <laughs> i i do believe in tantra and i've experienced it and i've been able to have the pleasure of learning it and, and now teach it and it's one of those i don't know what it is but it I'm absolutely sure it exists and I'm absolutely sure it can be used for benefit because I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Angela keeps telling me that I have woo-woo. I just don't see it. Okay. But, um, I normally don't see energy like pop out. I, it's like, I see more like dead, but when he, I saw him doing a session, I literally saw like the energy from his hands to the body. I'm like, white man has some power here and he's just not embracing it. <laughs> That's very true. And just to kind of your, your point that you had mentioned, um, John, and I think for the, it's important for the viewers for the clarification is Tantra is, is yogic teachings and practices with techniques that allow you to access the different the different energies, but not necessarily the energy isn't Tantra. The energy is, is Kundalini energy. It's life force energy that you actively use. And so Tantra is an avenue. It's a yogic practice for part of it is lifestyle and living more tantrically surrendering to the moment trust connection with all things but then there's that bridge of it which is the sexual tantra which is primarily to help liberate and expand our consciousness our sexuality our pleasure our energy so just i want to for for viewers i mean for listeners just the clarification of you know tantra is a yogic practice and i know you're a teacher as well but i just wanted to share that i could not have said it better myself that was perfect it is note to self how to improve because we're always trying to improve the language and how to explain it because, you know, we always make the joke that, you know, people from the East went over to the West, then they're like media sensation. Oh, let's just write about the sensational stuff. It's like, we just saw sex everywhere, but there's more to it. Not just the sex part, you know? Yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's truly like a way of being. It's a yogic you know, it's a yogic practice and, you know, sex magic is a practice. Masturbation is a practice from this perspective where just like you go to a yoga class, you show up to practice over and over the same kind of asana or movement, the same way we'd flex the muscle of our thoughts and the way that we move. It's, you know, we show up consistently to, to, to practice something. And so then there can be pleasure in the practice and there can be exploration in the practice and less clinginess and less attachment to it and more openness, as even John said, for miracles or feelings and different things to come in because we're not placing an expectation of like, I'm going to the gym to pump this iron and I'm doing this thing that I know. And it's like this very static, um, stackable, predictable thing with Tantra, you're using your own soul's karma that you've come to learn, your own life's traumas or challenges that you're holding inside of your body, which is your biography of your life, plus your own chakra system, right? Which is proven in the in the Eastern, you know, text that there are these energy centers within our body. We're using our breath. We don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes it's like, you know, you go to have sex with someone, a new partner or a familiar partner, but you just go to play and you just drop expectations and you just show up 
to just meet whatever is there. And Tantra is a great philosophy to take from the bedroom, which I believe is a microcosm of your entire life of how you show up to your rest of your life to amplify how do you show up in the boardroom with your friends, with your family, with life, with challenges. Can you have a tantric approach of surrendering, of like breathing into your resistance, right? Same thing, like if you're resisting and you're clenching, like you're not going to be able to have an orgasm because you're tight and you're closed and you're contracted, but you need to surrender and relax and to open. And that's where the magic is going to come. And the same thing like life. That's why I really love the Eastern teachings and of Tantra because it very much is applicable to the Western way that we need to understand a different perspective and how to live our lives, not just on the hustle and the grind and making money and going against each other and trying to control everything in life, which is great when we're doing some, you know, dom sub play. Of course we want that. But as a way of living, it, it can create a lot more stress and a lot more um, anxiety from what I believe and, and more disconnection to, from what I believe. No, totally agree on that because that's when we try to teach um, to the muggles of the world in regards to it. It's like be present in your body. It's re it's reprogramming what our expectations of sex should be based on media or based on personal experience. It's doing that mind shift and being more present and experiencing a different side of life altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. A different side of life, a different, oh, I have goosebumps, a different side of yourself also each time, you know, and that's kind of, I guess I'll mention in regards of what you're talking about with like this month of masturbation, it's also exploring different touch, different strokes, different meeting yourself at different places, whether you have resistance to showing up for that practice. Okay. Can you still say yes? Right. And, and follow through with making love to yourself and being with yourself. Can you show up to that practice when you don't want to? Can you play with different ways to explore with yourself, even if it's just yourself, because you're worth it? How do you want to be touched? Does it want to be rubbed? You know, trying something different than the same way you touch yourself and stroke yourself means that you means that you're open to meeting yourself differently and creating something new. And that's where, again, magic and possibility happens by saying yes to a different touch, yes to a different stroke, yes to this being, again, Tantra, like healing, and maybe I don't have a ejaculate and I don't come. And the goal this time is to go nowhere. The goal is to be present, like you said, and to accept and allow my expression to happen, however that shows up you know? And I think a great thing with creating magical masturbation practices is creating a container for that practice. So I don't know if you talk about that in your show or not, but a creating like a sexy time container where you have, you know, whether you put 15 minutes or 30 minutes, or for those that want like an hour long practice, it's like you actually put that into space and you put a timer on your phone and you light a candle and you literally shut out the world. And even if you don't come and you don't have an orgasm or you're not masturbating the whole time, you're just choosing to be present with whatever is there. And you're giving yourself the time and the space to just explore yourself and the waves that may come in your mind that want to either pull you away and think about the dog or grandma or this. You're like, no, 
the timer hasn't gone off. I'm in this container. I can bring myself back to pleasure. I can bring myself back to my intention, right? That's what makes for me magical masturbation is having an intention. So an intention to feel myself, an intention to explore myself, what feels good, what maybe feels numb today that didn't feel numb before and not judging it, what feels more highly sensitive today that feels a little bit good, how I can like caress my clit in a different rotation if I'm always stroking it up and down. Can I work with different circles? Can I work with maybe flicking? Can I work with maybe rolling? Maybe I use different, you know, oils like the rosebud oil activation or foria. Like what what can I bring in to make this fun and easy and less stressful? So it becomes a gift that I give myself. That's how I like to approach it. And then it's like that timer goes off. You don't even think about it. And you're like, oh, wow, I can elongate this or I can feel complete with that as a practice, just like I would a yoga class, roll my mat up and head out, you know, roll myself up if I'm dirty and not get into the shower, clean up or continue on. But there's that time and that space to really create magic with yourself in that practice and your pleasure and your turn on and your own um, eroticism and energy. Never thought of it as a sexual container, but I think so. Because everything else you said, we, we say, but I just never put it in that container. Well, we always end up doing it towards the end of the night or just say, hey, if we go, go long, go long. But I understand um, not everyone has a, you know time limits like we sometimes do and be able to put it. But uh, I guess if you are constantly on a time crunch, setting that time when the alarm will go off to let me know when allows you, you know, it's like hitting the snooze button. If you just stare at the clock in the morning, you're not really going to let yourself go back to sleep because you know you're not going to wake up, but you know if the alarm's going to go off, you can relax. Yes, that's the key piece. You can just relax. And I think that's a really big piece. Yeah, and just trying to encourage people to get out of their minds to just relax and really explore their own body, you know, because we'll go to a restaurant, they have this menu, Cheesecake Factory, that's like the biggest menu I could know, you know, across <laughs> it's country. Huge. That menu it, is huge. It's, it's huge. And people don't see their sex life or their sexuality like the Cheesecake Menu. And that's why we always try to tell them, it's like, you have the Cheesecake Factory menu in your life, you just need to explore and just get past the appetizers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, ex- exploration is something I think is, a, is almost natural to humans because we do it as a child. And as we grow up, something, whether it's society-driven, stigma, friends, religious, uh, something kind of stifles that and puts this framework of, you know, this is how it's done right. And well, if we always do it the right way, we're never going to learn a new right way. And it's okay to, like you said, go into that container, try things. Maybe you won't enjoy it. Maybe you'll find best enjoyment of your life. But that exploration process is, I think it's so gratifying. And and unfortunately, during so many of us don't do it. And I think there's also a lot of shame uh, around the fact uh, or pushing the fact that we don't do it. Kind of Mm. putting the, what do you call the lid on the jar? You mean like shaming the, like feeling shame because we don't do it? No, feeling shame. Because you do do it. do it. 
Okay. So, so many people don't let themselves explore. Yes, I hear that. Yeah, I think that's because people live in the, the, the mindset of right and wrong and they don't want to explore. I see that in my movement classes and it's like, am I getting this right? Am I doing it right? The pressure and the stress and being, you know, so goal kind of oriented. So mm -hmm. it's like, I'd rather not do anything because I don't want to live in kind of that world. And so I see that even just in the movement. So that's another piece that we, again, bring in that's amplified in the bed, the bedroom. It's like letting go of the right and wrong and just experiencing what is like making love to the moment, whatever that moment is. Exactly. Less, less mission driven and enjoy it. Yes. Throw the goals out the window other than to enjoy it. Or competitiveness. Oh, or competitiveness. Oh, there we go. Uh-huh. Tell me a little bit about that. It's like who can make who orgasm first or who could do it better? Because I've seen that so much. And I'm like, it's not a race. It's enjoy it. You know, it's like eating a nice fine meal. You don't scarf that down. You take each bite and savor it. Mm, and mm -hmm. I don't, it, oftentimes I've seen it with people that are just like, they're rushing through sex. I'm like, did you really enjoy it? Did you digest it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also, to that point, there, there, I find that clients of mine who tend to rush through sex and kind of rush through these experiences um, have a harder time just staying present in their body. So they may be disassociated from their body, feel really uncomfortable about it, feel awkward. I've worked with clients who feel really shameful about their own pussy and it's like wrong and dirty and they'll be like happy to go down on a guy all day long and give him the best blowjob of his life and make his toes curls. But then when he's wanting to like come to like return the favor, again, it's not a competition, but it's great to have mm -hmm. that. She just rushes it along because she feels so uncomfortable with her scent and her smell or the, her viscosity or whatever's happening in that moment. And so there's also that piece as well. It's like, okay, well, when we can really connect to our body and we're comfortable in our body, then I think it makes the process of slowing down more enjoyable. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm one of the guys who just doesn't. I have a disconnect from those guys because that is something I absolutely love doing. <laughs> and all those things you're like, the smell, the viscosity, the stickiness. I'm like, those are the things that turn me on. Yes, exactly. Great to hear that. And again, it's like any woman who's afraid of like men don't love that. It's like, there's a lot of men out there who love it. Like, absolutely. love it. Like it's a blessing. <laughs> Yes, he loves his squirters on <laughs> That's his how face. I look at it. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> one time we, we were at a play party and this young lady, she she was playing with John and she was like so embarrassed. She's like, I'm so sorry, I'm a squirter. And it's like, and John's like, oh, honey, it's okay. It's like, my, my husband doesn't like it. It's like, I like it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Bring it. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> it, 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 the smile on her face and like the rest of the night was just completely different with her. She went from like, oh, it's okay. I had fun too. We need to keep in touch. We need to talk. You are. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, John. She, she uh, could fully let herself like go and express and be received in her deepest like pleasure. As long as you have that fear and you're hiding whatever it is and you're holding back, you're never going to get that full release. 
And mm-hmm. when you hit it, you know, because it shakes the mind and the body and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is world rocking. Literally, everything is shaking and vibrating. <laughs> Ooh, should we try the uh, meditation now? That way, it's yeah. like halfway. Oh, that's like a perfect, perfect segue for the world rocking and shaking. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a perfect segue to do this practice, which will be, you know, about a five-minute practice or so that'll guide us in. It's just a little taste that I like to guide people on a journey. It's good to hear that you guys have both experienced, it sounds like both of you have experienced Tantra, given that you guys are partners. So mm-hmm. this is, shouldn't be something crazy for you all, but for those that are listening as well, I think this will be a really great practice where what we're going to do is you know, access ourselves as the bridge to bliss. So taking our sexual energy from our root, and we're going to use this sex breath in order to allow ourselves to reach a altered state. So notice for a moment how you're feeling in your body right now, right? So let's say energy level, where would you guys mark yourself as? If you're listening, take note. What about, you know, what about you, John or Angelique? What's your energy level right now? Would you say in your And what body? scale? What, what scale are we doing? Let's, let's do a scale of one to 10. One to 10? Eh, I'm about an eight. Eight, your energy seven. level is eight, a seven. Yeah. Okay. Eight, seven. Okay, great. My energy level, I would say, is like at a six and a half, seven. It's been it's been a long day, but it's been a great day. So that's kind of where I am. So we'll see where we are feeling towards the end of this, you know, practice. Mm-hmm. So what I want to first do is I want to invite you to squeeze your sex organ. So I want you to do a root chakra root, uh, root lock. So squeezing into your perineum, squeezing into your anus. If you're a woman doing your PC Kegel muscles, squeezing in and up into the belly and then just let it go. Good, so you've got that connection right there. Do it one more time, squeezing in, breathing in, squeezing in and then let it go. Good. Now the next part of this is we're gonna do a breath but we're gonna do it like we're sipping through a straw. Right, so if you've got that and then you're gonna let it go. And you're gonna let yourself just surrender and collapse into that. So let's do that. So before we before we piece this together, mm-hmm. things should have all the pieces, right? I'm getting hot already. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do that breath. So breathing in as much as you can from a straw. And then let it go. And I want you to drop your shoulders. I want you to round your back, rock your hips back. Good. Okay, and then now we're gonna breathe in, we're gonna piece it together. So I want you now to breathe in from the straw as you squeeze and lock, and you breathe through the front of your body. So we're gonna breathe in, squeeze and lock, hold all the way in, and then let the lock go and just, and you wanna really like powerfully use that breath to let yourself just collapse into yourself, yes. Beautiful. Do you feel like you've got that? We pieced it together so we can start the practice. You have any questions where we start? No, I think practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it so far. Great. Okay. So I want you to close your eyes and place your hands on your knees or onto your thighs. 
And let's take a nice deep breath in from our nose to start. Let it go of the mouth. Again, from the nose. Out from the mouth. And set an intention for your practice. Maybe it's a one word practice, one word intention. It could be love, it could be pleasure, it could be magic, it could be connection, it could be an audience, whatever. Feel that yumminess. Mm -hmm. And as we begin, we're going to begin, and I'll guide us to the first round. We're going to do three rounds of these. So breathing in, squeezing up. Letting it go. Following my tempo. Making sure you're breathing in like you're stepping through a straw. Letting it all go. Using that breath. Letting go on the exhale, surrendering in. Sip all the way in and hold. Squeeze your root lock. Hold. Slightly tuck your chin. Drop your shoulders. Hold. Mouth closed. Lips are pursed together. Tint, your chin is slightly tucked downward. Take another sip of air through the straw. Squeeze. Hold. Exhale and shake everything out vigorously. <laughs> Come back to center and let's go again. Breathing it in. Yeah. <laughs> Ah. Uh, 
Uh, keep going, sipping through that SARS, stick to the practice. You're almost done. Keep through that practice, sipping through the straw, letting it go. Ha, ha, go for it, John. Ha, 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 keep going. Stay with it. Ha, 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 uh, 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 <laughs> take a deep breath in. Squeeze your locks, hold, slightly tuck your chin, keep your lips pursed together, drop your shoulders, hold the breath. Let all that juicy, sexy, potent energy spiral through your body. Let it change your state. Let that bliss fill you up. Take another sip of air. All that yum, 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 yum. Let it go and shake it out again. (laughs) 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 And we're going to finalize with 10 of those breaths. So 10 deep of those breaths. (sighs) Ah. that in hold squeeze your genitals squeeze your root lock slightly tuck your chin keep your lips closed and perped let everything circulate through your being and your body let that bliss ride through you take another sip of air And shake it out. (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay, babe? (laughs) Hot, invigorated, and aroused. (laughs) Climax, I'm good. I'm a giggler. I I have to tell new partners. It's like, I'm a giggler. Mm, giggles is great. So I was like, I think I was giggling by like like breath work. I was too. giggling I was too. Like... I'm such a giggler when the energy starts to come alive. It's just like it takes oh. over in this ecstatic bliss and joy. Oh, so yeah. on a scale of one to ten, where would you say your energy level is now? Oh, I'm thinking about twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm at the twenty. Yeah, I'm like tingly <laughs> all over. Like... I'm like <laughs> awake. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
there you go. Changing your state, just using that bliss energy to change your state, to energize ourselves, to, to raise us up. This is definitely a show first. Getting <laughs> invigorated and aroused on, on breathing, exercising, and watching the two of you. So, wow. <laughs> Glad I could pop that cherry. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of like a first. Usually we're popping other people's cherries. <laughs> mm, glad I can give it back. Yes. Yes. So is that something your clients can expect when they go ahead and do uh I know you offer a bunch of services. I've been through your website, but the coaching mm-hmm. as well as the, the group and the individual meditations, I'm assuming that's just a sample. That is just a sample. Yeah, that is just a sample of what's available through my offerings and my my ways that I serve everyone. So yeah, that is a nice, juicy little taste of what you can anticipate instead of expect, but anticipate is lots of this very juicy, feminine, orgasmically blissful energy to to illuminate everything in your life. So yeah, this is a part of it along with, you know, coaching, meditation. We also do some deep psychological processes that are necessary sometimes that are in the way of us being able to become more liberated or expressed if it's necessary. And, you know, I do not, not a trauma specialist at all, but I am, um, I am sensitive to those that come to me with trauma. And so it is using this sexy on me energy to create a really safe space for them to explore. Like we said, it's, it's can be challenging for people to explore, have shame around it. So you can expect to be in a really playful, non-judgmental activating space that really naturally invokes new parts of you to come forward. Absolutely. I I think like one of the key words we always tell people, it's be vulnerable with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, If you're going to be vulnerable with anybody, be with yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Start Start with yourself. Start. Yeah. It's an absolute (laughs) start. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Because I often oh. think like people get that blockage. It's like, oh, I can't experience this or I can't go through this because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, you have your choice. It's your free will. And you have to say you're worth it. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's you know, my one of the things on my website is called Awakening Confidence. And it's a, it's a, a channeled master track that I created that helps, you know, specifically it is for women, anyone can do it, but I geared it towards women specifically to really look in the mirror and start to love yourself, to experience this yummy, delicious energy and get really real with how you feel with, by telling yourself that you love yourself, that you appreciate yourself, that you are beautiful and you see yourself and getting really vulnerable if you're uncomfortable with even that, because that's going to translate to your ability to be seen and received by your partner that then can become um, that can become heavier or something that then you you may fall into a codependency of needing them to then consistently validate you or to you know projecting that then could make them feel like there's something wrong with them for not being able to meet you or meet your needs when you don't know what you actually need because you're not being real with yourself and clearing the space for them to meet you you know that really is our work I say our pleasure benefits the pleasure of all. However, our pleasure is also a hundred percent our responsibility. Absolutely. So true. Yes. 
more people understand that concept, it starts with you. You are like the goddess or the god in you. It's just anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, and you're responsible for your own happiness. Once you surrender that to someone else, that can be a dangerous, dark path. But once you can realize Correct. you have the power, you're responsible for it. It is a light going off that will change your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And you can take inspired action to change your life. Yep. That's mm-hmm. why we always tell people, it's like, you are responsible for your own feelings, not somebody else, you know, can't be saying, well, you made me feel this way. No, 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 no. You mm-hmm. have your own feelings. What is it that you're feeling because of the action? Not what they did, not what mm-hmm. they made you feel. It's you, you have to own your own feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with clients, what I, you know, what I have them do is around uh, inner dialogue reframes. So it's instead of like what you're saying, it's also like being able to to say like the story that I'm making up right now about this is, and that's now how I'm feeling inside, you know? So really owning, you're making up a story because you don't know if it's real or not instead of shaming or blaming. And then you're also taking ownership of like what that's bringing up inside of me is, or an aspect of me is feeling this way. Because I think sometimes too, when we're owning our feelings, we're trying to find ways to, to share, we can also generalize and say, oh my God, I, I'm so upset with you right now. And then we're like, oh my God, the partner's like, I don't know what to do with you being so upset with me versus a part of me is upset with you. There's still a part of me that loves you and right. that cares about you, but there's a part of me that's upset. And it's like, okay, well, let's work with that part then. Because I know the other parts are great and love me. Right. So there's another piece of like diving deeper into the ownership of that, which goes into conscious communication. And that's something else that I actively work on with, you know, my clients in the group coaching and also in the, the private coaching as well. Ooh, consciousness. I love that. <laughs> I do too. Some people might think it's too woo-woo. I'm like, no, it's more more than anything. Let, let, let's go through the uh, book of like scientific terms so that way you could respect the consciousness. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We all have a consciousness. It's what's watching and judging and listening to things when you're not talking. <laughs> Do you have any more questions, babe? Or No, I'm good. I didn't know if you wanted to touch on how you even got into this. If you want to speak a little on that, how you sure. came down this path. Sure. Happy to speak about that. Um, I came onto this path specifically from my own sexual trauma and healing. So I experienced sexual abuse when I was 12 and physical abuse when I was young up until 12. And from that childhood, I became really guarded, really protected and lived outside of my body versus living inside of my body. And it was that trauma that was a catalyst for me to wake up when I was diagnosed about 11 years ago now with pre-cervical cancer. And I was working in a very, uh, I was working with Cindy Crawford and was in a very high, fast paced environment and doing product design and development, celebrity life, popping bottles, dancing with Justin Timberlake in the clubs, like seriously, like Hollywood to the max. But I was very disconnected from myself. I was living more in a guarded, um, and I, what I would say more of a heady, more of a goal-oriented, masculine-focused energy living in that world of, of, yeah, essentially trying to get money, trying to 
to get goals, trying to focus on it, armoring up, being competitive and shutting myself down, not really owning my femininity or my sexuality, viewing it as weak and never wanting to be a victim again. So I had rejected that aspect of myself and didn't know how to come back into my body until my body then woke me up. And it was when I was pre, you know, it was diagnosed with pre-cervical cancer, a severe high grade CIN two and three with cervical dysplasia and HPV that the doctors wanted to uh, cut out parts of my body. There was no holistic perspective. It was, let's take out the whole thing. Let's throw out the baby in the bathwater, even the good parts. Let's just cut it out. And you're going to now have a 30% chance of having a miscarriage, but we're not going to get to the root of the issue because it may come back because it's so severe. So we're gonna to have to probably do a second surgery, which means now at 26, you're looking at having a 60% chance of having a miscarriage, which means my future child's life would be at a risk if I ever chose to have that. And my choice of what I wanna do with my body and my freedom to have children was now a real reality that I had never faced. And it was something that set me out in a very courageous and trailblazing journey to find a holistic and naturopathic way to healing myself naturally, uh, completely reversed HPV through using different mushrooms, different ad adaptogenics, and have been completely healed and cleared, never had any symptoms or it's never returned ever. And I went on a two-year journey of healing myself, which is a very deep, deep process that I had gone through. I, you know, moments of crying on the floor, praying, not knowing if this alternative methodology called escharotics would actually work or not work because it still was so new and my, my condition was so severe. So I needed to find some alternative help for myself to go through that mentally and emotionally. And I found yoga. I found yoga. I started to learn about meditation and I had started to study sacred sexuality more because I was curious about the Kama Sutra and sexuality. But then I started to actually started to discover about Tantra and I started to actually notice and see through the ancient teachings that there were goddesses and gods and actually in the, the text, very specifically, the divine feminine is celebrated and revered. And it started to shift my entire framework and lens and how I viewed my body, viewed myself and my sexuality. And I started to dive into Tantra and specifically with one of the practices as transfiguration was using the, the teachings to see the divine within myself instead of seeing myself as you know, a victim of physical abuse and molestation and seeing myself as broken and all of these, these negative narratives and identities. It was the philosophy and the teachings of Tantra that helped me to shed my lens, to see myself and my body and what I was going through differently and look for the divine within it. So I used a bunch of these different modalities together to heal myself through the portal of my pussy, which created my spiritual awakening. And that spiritual awakening then set my whole life and trajectory off into the world of healing and wellness. I left my job, I quit, and they gave me severance, they gave me unemployment, they gave me like everything I could have ever wanted or imagined. Like they're like, here you go, like go off and and fly. And I did not know that this would be the avenue of which I was going to be down. I, I knew it would be health and 
wellness. And I started with women's empowerment specifically, learning more about how to hold sacred women's space, how to facilitate teaching and healing through life coaching. And then from that path, I discovered plant medicines was brought into my life. And then I went into a six-year shamanic apprenticeship training. And in that time frame, I then went and got my certification in advanced spiritual psychology. I went and trained with the Ipsilu Institute and did my trainings in specifically in Ping Tantra. I went to Thailand and did goddess training and initiations with some Shaw women and then went to Bali and studied with plant medicine in the jungles of Costa Rica. And then all of that brought me into a culmination of this really gnarly breakup when I thought I would marry this man as one of the loves of my life. And I was so devastated that I still was having this like not enough energy to be very vulnerable and honest. And it was when I went into a tantric ceremony that I had this deep awakening of the divine, really the divine and having this deep sovereignty around my sexuality, my pussy specifically owning like the pleasure and the power and the oracle and the universe and the connection unrelated to sexual connection to any other partner or anyone else outside of myself. And that for me was a deep understanding of, you know, the power that we each hold sovereign, you know, it's in our own sovereignty of sexuality that then I had a practice at the time that was, you know, creating these, uh, healing wellness events that I then shut down and I solely devoted my life and practice to what I'm doing now and the work that I'm doing today. So that has been the journey of why and how I'm here and this mission that I'm on to help, you know, turn on everybody in the world and get their light on and get their energy going and help them to be happy and, and whole and, and feel complete. Well, that's a long and hard path that I'm sorry at times you had to go through, but it, it got you to where you were. And right now you look beautiful and healthy and obviously just took me through a hell of a meditation there, which I'm still kind of recovering from. So uh, I just, wow. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. I really appreciate the story. Yeah, my, my pleasure. And, and this, without the, without that story, without those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am, right? So I'm so mm -hmm. grateful for that life training, that that education, that 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 experience to be able to give me the fuel to my soul's dharma. And that's what I've really come to learn. And back to what you said, it's like when you learn that you can create your own reality and you can create your own path and you can learn that you're in charge of your own happiness, then you get to decide how you write your story and how it serves you or doesn't serve you, depending on if you're coming from a, a disempowered or a victim mindset or an empowered mindset. And there could be a million different ways that we find it. But I, I, my experience has come from trauma and I find that that's the greatest gift because it makes me one of the best teachers that I know because I can relate to so many people and what they've gone through in so many walks of life. Regardless, it's not just education I've read in a book. This is like real life experience that I would never trade it for anything in the world. And that's so beautiful to hear because I often hear people who woe is me and always see those life experiences as a negative and why did it happen instead of embracing it as a teaching in order to do a higher purpose, 
you know, we go through all these things and we don't know really because there's something else working in the backgrounds, but it is kind of like, you got to fail. You got to learn to succeed and be a better version of yourselves. And that I am so grateful you're able to present it in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things we were actually talking about last week um, between me and Angelique is you have that conversation about uh, if you go back in time, what would you change? And the interesting thing is we both agreed that to change anything would change perhaps us never meeting. And it's both our second marriages. There's <laughs> other stuff that's happened, you know, throughout. There's been a lot of, you know, uh, challenges in the past in both of us. But we somehow ended up together. And it's it's just been amazing. She's a, mm-hmm. she, she's as much of a soulmate as I could ever think I could find. <laughs> so, and we've gone down some amazing paths together since getting together. So. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, you know, the belief that there's destiny, that we're destined to meet certain people and live certain things for us to fulfill the purpose of being here. If we get that spiritual, but we don't have to go there, but I love, love that, that idea. Yeah. It's been a wonderful so, conversation. Oh, what are you, you going to say, babe? I was going to do what you were going to do, but you're doing it better. <laughs> so go ahead and do it. <laughs> how can Get our audience? Girl. How can our audience member find find you? Y'all can find me everywhere. You can find me at josephinabashout.com, and it's Josephina with an F because I'm fancy, not a PH. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram also at Josephina bashout.com there everywhere and i yeah you can find me there you can probably find me on instagram as the pussy priestess as well um if you google that you also find a bunch of videos and interviews and things i've done as well so please do reach out to me i'd love to hear from any of you and we'd love to stay connected absolutely we appreciate you very much and thank you for the meditation and thank you for everything my pleasure, really. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a fun, fun pleasure to be here. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sex Positive Me. If you like our content, please like, subscribe, and review us. You can find us on social media platforms at Sex Positive Me or on our website at sexpositiveme.com. You can also reach me on all social media platforms as Miss Angelique Luna. And you can find me at John C. Luna. And if you liked content like this and want some more, please subscribe to our monthly newsletter. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.